0: podcast that you're listening to is being presented to you with the cooperation of the SJ Network. If you're a person who needs a publicist and you want to appear on podcasts, contact Stephen Joyner at s-j-network.com. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the season
1: seven finale of Too Many Podcasts.
0: Before we get to meet today's guest, Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting.
1: All of us at the Sherpa Chalet would like to thank all of our listeners
0: for tuning in. And we hope you've enjoyed this season. We've got more interviews with podcasters, entertainers, and fascinating people in Season 8. So, remember to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app. Or on SherpaLution.com. And please leave us a nice review. Or share the episodes on social media.
1: But let's not talk about the bad jokes. Okay.
0: Prices may vary
1: in Hawaii and Alaska. Uh-oh. Looks like I used the wrong script again. Attention, rebels of the sherpa Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We would like to give you a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial simply by heading to www.audibletrial.com. There are over 180,000 titles of audiobooks and podcasts, including this one, to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. And now, the one and only Mr. Bruce will lead you into the Sherpa Chalet. As a reminder, the elevator does not make it to the top floor. And the same can be said for the Sherpa. Welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about... Podcasts. Now, podcasting from the Sherpa Chalet on Mount Podcastia, here's your host, Jim the Podcast Sherpa.
0: Hello there, Rebels of the Sherpa-lution, and welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts, and so much more. If you've never met me before, I'm Jim the Podcast Sherpa. Hello. I will be your guide through Mount Podcastia, telling you a little something about some of the podcasts that you might want to check out if you've never heard some before. And maybe if you've heard some before and you want to hear some more, we can do that too. I've got loads of guests that come on the show and talk about their show, and they make recommendations too, and so do I. So you'll have plenty when this... makes oh, made some noise. <laughs> you'll have plenty by the time this episode is over. Wow, what a good place to start, right? Today is actually our season seven finale. And it's a really good one. Largely in part to my guest today.
1: Who's our guest today, Sherpa? If you
0: haven't heard of him, he is a member of the Podcasting Hall of Fame. He has been podcasting since 2005 with his very own school of podcasting. So I know a lot of you are listening to the show and you go... I can do what that idiot's doing. Yeah, well, of course you can. Anybody can do what this idiot's doing. (laughs) I mean, that was no big secret, right? But anyway, if you listen to his podcast, you learn how to do it the right way. The right way. Oh, very important. His name is Dave Jackson and... We had a lot of fun talking. I got to get to know him a little bit, and I was really fascinated by his opinions about podcasts and some of the things that he likes and things that we should be doing, and I was really in a lot of agreement with what he said. I didn't think there was much that I really disagreed with him on, and I'm saying that straight from the heart. So it was good to speak to someone of like mind who was very successful with his podcast, so hopefully that'll rub off on me. But of course, that'll be up to you guys, the listeners. To well, we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay, let's get to my interview with Dave Jackson, the host and creator of the School of Podcasting. School's in session, hello there, rebels. We are in the education room in the Sherpa Chalet, and my guest today is a mentor, a coach, a Hall of Fame podcaster. And he is the host and creator of the School of Podcasting. If you don't know his name by now, I will tell you right now. Mr. Dave Jackson is with us via video on Too Many Podcasts. Since 2005, he's been the host of the School of Podcasting, and we're here to get to know him a little bit. Welcome to the show, Dave. Jim, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. you are, you said... Where you grew up, not too far away from where
1: Devo came from. Yeah, Devo and and LeBron James put us on the map. Akron, Ohio, used to be the rubber capital back in the the days when I was a young lad. But uh, now the only thing that's growing here is the University of Akron. It keeps taking over the old abandoned buildings and turning them into dorms and things of that nature. So.
0: So, you never did any early episodes with like plant holders on your head or anything no, like that? No, no. You left it to the band.
1: No, no yellow jumpsuits, nothing like that. So, I'm a musician, but I never did that kind of stuff. So,
0: <laughs> okay. So, beforehand, you were actually into like technology back in even like the 90s and stuff like that. You used to teach people how to use the internet?
1: Yeah. I uh, I started off, my original degree was in electronic engineering, and I was a copier technician. And I found out fairly quickly that I'm not a good copier technician. I mean, I'm okay, but I have a horrible sense of geography in general. I get like when GPS came along, I was like, oh, this is the best because I would be trying to get to somebody's place and I'd get lost. And um, the, the guy that hired me said, look, we've got a problem. Um, you know, we have, we have this great copier, you know, equipment. We've got a great sales staff, but we have a customer base that's breaking it. And he said, so we're going to send you out to set up the equipment and then teach them how to run the equipment, but more importantly, how not to run the equipment. Because we had a lot of people throwing paper clips and stuff into the copier. And that just led to, do you know anything about computers? And I was like, well, I used one when I got my degree and that led to me teaching a lot of Microsoft Office and QuickBooks and that led to time management and customer service and for a while, I was uh, I traveled around and taught um, these big giant scanners about the size of your bed, uh, and I'm not making that up um, to the newspaper industry because what would they would take all these coupons and stuff and, and lay them on the scanner, scan them in once, and then I had the software that I could say take that coupon and put it on B7, take this one and that, so I did that. So I yeah, but back in the day. Uh, I was teaching people how to send email because they didn't know what it was, uh, How what the internet was back in the days of um, Dogpile and Netscape and, oh, I forget all the other ones. Uh, Hotbot was another. This is all before Google. And if you say the phrase before Google to somebody who's like 28, they're like, what do you mean before Google? I'm like, <laughs> so, But yeah, so I've always been a fan of technology. And so when podcasting came along, I really saw that it, it just scratches every itch I have. It's, it's kind of geeky. Uh, you can be as creative as you want and I get to help people on a global, you know, platform. And I was like, my, my very first podcast was for musicians and I'm in the middle of Cowtown, Ohio. Like I'm in Magador and I get a voicemail from a guy in Nuremberg, Germany. And I went, wait, what? Like I'm in the basement there's some guy on the other side of the planet that not only found my show, but likes it. And I just went, all right, uh, give me a flag. I am here planting it in, you know, I, 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 claim podcasts as my thing here. So, and I've been doing it ever since and seen a lot of things come and go along the way, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: When you first started, this was like in the early two thousands
1: when you started doing podcasting? Yeah. 2005 to, uh, really depending on who you talk to most people like the, like what we call OGs, that's 2004. I came in, uh, April, 2005 is when I started podcasting. And then probably by, uh, let's see, that was April, probably May, uh, probably about a month later is when I joined, I uh, launched the school of podcasting because it was funny because back then you'd, you'd ask somebody, you know, do you, do you listen to podcasts? And of course everybody said, what's a podcast. <laughs> and then you'd explain what it was and they'd go, yeah, I don't do that. So, you know, the early days we had the first wave was all the tech shows because you had to be kind of a geek to listen to one, and then there were a bunch of language shows that kind of came up, and then the comedians, the Mark Marons, and then eventually you had serial and the true crime thing, and now I think the next wave is going to be more like Brazil right now is getting ready to just explode. There are some shows in Brazil that are just going bonkers, so we're getting the Spanish speaking you know, people that are like, oh, I thought it was the only person that kind of felt this way. And this person is talking about this. So there'll be more waves coming as we, we go along. But uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's been a lot of fun watching it kind of progress along the years.
0: What were your early feelings when you first started doing this? Were you probably like, is this going to catch on? Did you think that, oh, am I, am I going to be talking to myself? Did you kind of get that kind of doubt?
1: Well, it was just something where I remember when I uploaded my first episode, to, um, I forget how I piece it, part of, you know, I bubble gum and paper clipped it. And I remember <laughs> I uploaded and there was this really archaic software and I put the feed in and all of a sudden I saw the download, that I just upload come down. And I went, oh, oh, I get how this, and as soon as the light bulb came on, I went, this could be huge. And so at the time, everybody was saying, membership sites are going to be the next big thing. And I had a friend come back from this convention. He goes, hey, I just, you know, at the time, again, dating myself, he said, you know how you kind of miss the MySpace boat? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't rub it in. He goes, I'm here to tell you the next big thing is going to be podcasting. And so when I kind of pieces parted it together, I was like, huh. And I just seen so many things that they'd go, this is going to be the next big thing. And I'd be like, huh, I wonder if I should do anything. And then it would become the next big thing. And I was like, oh, I should have jumped on that. And so I had just seen that happen so many times. And here was a friend of mine that I really trusted said, hey, podcasting is going to be the next big thing. The light bulb comes on for me and I'm like, all right, I'm jumping in on this one. And uh, you know, and like I said, over the years I've just seen it get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I I didn't sit on the sidelines. I actually jumped in on this one.
0: <laughs> I'm sure a lot of other people are glad that you did that as
1: well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. You know, it's funny we actually have something in common because uh, a few years back I was teaching an adult ed course about uh, how to use the internet, how to use Microsoft Word and Excel yeah. and everything like that. And it's funny when, especially I think when you're teaching someone who's much older and you, you try not to lose your patience with them. Like, okay, click here. No, no, don't click there. Don't click there. <laughs> Just click right here. And you got to kind of learn to kind of curb that so they don't feel a little too intimidated when you're doing that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you try to find something that they understand. And the biggest thing is I always have to tell people it's not radio, it's not live. So when you say something wrong, it's not like it goes out to a ton of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember once I was teaching a PowerPoint class. And a woman came in, and before I'd even started the class, she was crying. And I was like, okay, this is new. I, I've never had a student cry in class. And she's like, I don't know why they're making me take this class. I don't want to take it. I don't understand computers. I'm just going to break it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, do you know how to play solitaire? And she's like, yeah, I played all the time with my grandkids. I'm like, good, come here. So I showed her how to play solitaire on a, on a PC, And I said, there you go. You have mouse skills. And she goes, what are mouse skills? And I go, you can make the mouse go where you want it. She goes, okay. I go, so in class, I'm going to tell you to click on stuff. And when I say click on that, just, just click on it. I said, you can't really break it. And so with podcasting, I've gone into people and they're like, I don't, I don't get it. What is it? And I was like, well, do you understand what radio is? And they're like, yeah, like, you know, you listen to the stuff over the speakers. They're like, yeah, great. And sometimes if I'll go like, do you know, do you have a VCR? And they'd be like, yeah, I'm like, you know how you can like tape something and listen to it later? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, that's kind of what podcasting is. It's a radio show that you can listen to whenever you want. So I'm taking things that they already know and connecting it. And then if they have a phone, if I'm lucky enough, if it's an older person with an actual smartphone, I'll be like, can I borrow your phone for a second? And they'd be like, great. And if it's, especially if it's an iPhone, it's great. Because, you know, they have that, that Apple podcast is preloaded. And I'll be like, what's one of your what's one of your hobbies? And you say gardening. I'm like, great gardening podcast. There's, here's three of these. You want to try one of these? And they're like, great. Well, how much is it? I don't want to like, no, no, no. Here's, you know, let me turn this on. Okay. Now it's only going to download if you're on bandwidth and you just take them by the hand. And what's funny is I remember when I got inducted into uh, the hall of fame, I was at a a family picnic and I walk into my one cousin's like, Oh, there's Mr. Hall of Fame. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he goes, All right, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. And I go, What? What's going on? He goes, You've been talking about this for years. What's a podcast? And I said, Do you have a phone? He's like, Yeah, I got an iPhone. I go, Come here. And literally every cousin's like, Hold on, hold on. (laughs) He's going to explain it. Everybody gather around. So I always try. And if somebody does that, the last thing you want to do is like, You don't know what podcasting is? No, no, they don't. It's, you know, I didn't, we all learn at different times and different things like that. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. And especially when you then, Um, I've done this in the past where I will put like a Facebook post and it's like, tell me what your hobby is and I'll find a podcast for you. Kind of like you do with the Sherpa. And so I did that once on uh, International Podcast Day. And it's funny because... It's hard to find a subject that there is no podcast for. I mean, Frisbee golf used to be my like funny example. And finally somebody said, you do know there is a, a Frisbee golf show. And I'm like, really? So uh, it's, if you've got a, a hobby or a TV show or something you're interested in, there's probably a podcast for it.
0: There's a podcast that's out, which I found, I, I think so far it's the most unusual one that I've come across. It's called the empty bowl. And It's meditative music while the host is talking about cereal.
1: Okay. (laughs) That's up there. The only thing I would have close to that is the chameleon breeder. And I was like, the the what? He's like, yeah, the chameleon breeder. And I was like, okay, I think you win. But his whole thing, I had him on my show and he makes cages for chameleons. So those are those little things that, you know, change colors, et cetera, et cetera. And He said was interesting because his audience said, you know, we could buy these cages, you know, overseas and they would be cheaper. But because you've given us so much value, we want to buy them from you. And his manufacturer, the guy that he had set up to make these cages is like, can you kind of like, tone it down on the cage thing because like we can't keep up and he was going to do that i said my friend you have proof of concept you either get another manufacturer or add a second one i go this is working great so i think he changed the name i think it's now like the chameleon champion or something like that but uh that was chameleon one, Whisperer. <laughs> yeah uh living with herpes is another one that i was like there's there's a niche one and and it's, that's another classic example of people going I thought I was the only one that felt this way because you can't be like at you know Thanksgiving dinner and like hey Uncle Steve have you ever had the clap you know usually <laughs> not something that you just talk about with everybody and uh, so I interviewed her she said yeah she has like a a double secret probation Facebook group because these people like they're all finding different, um, treatments and you know there's only again they kind of feel awkward talking about it with everybody so she's built this whole community and when people see that title you don't have to guess what that show's about and they're like oh my gosh that's me so that to me is one of the classics if you can come up with a title or a description that when people read it they go oh wow that that this this person this host is talking to me
0: once that you get that built-in audience you're really kind of Off to the races, I guess, as long as you have enough content too.
1: Well, that's it. It's, it's some people get kind of caught up, but I understand it. I, I just did an episode about taking breaks and I said, don't get caught up on, I have to put a show out every, you know, Wednesday or whatever like that. I said, I would rather have a late show that was good than an on-time show that was like, well, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I got 45 minutes to kill. So, hey, let's talk about, you know, French toast recipes and what my cat did to my couch. And you're like, (laughs) I thought this was a movie review show, you know? (laughs) So uh, it's it's, it's more about consistency of content than it is consistency of schedule. If you can do both, that's the goal. But, uh, you know, life happens sometimes and things like that. So
0: it's funny because I think a lot of people... I mean, especially, you know, we're, we're doing this for a while. I mean, I'm only, uh, going into my third year doing this and you're, you know, you're 16 years Yeah. that for something that was almost considered like the wild, wild West, there's still rules that you have to follow to make it
1: work. Well, yeah. And it, it's kind of goes back to every single, especially if you're doing this to generate some income or depending on, I mean, cause some people just want to do it. Cause They want to get the message out in the world and some people want to do it to be seen as a, you know, an expert or things like that. But if you're actually trying to to generate money, um, I'm actually working with a church right now. And I said, I said, don't get weird. I said, but I'm going to kind of run your church like a business. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, I said, when you have a business, your product typically solves a problem or will save people time. And I go, would you disagree with that? I'm like, pick up any product, you know what I mean? I go, if it's a nose trimmer, you're solving a problem. That is that you got hair growing out of your nose. And I said, so I said, so we have to figure out who our target audience is and what they need. So what if we've got, you know, that's why you see churches where they'll have seminars on how to manage your money and maybe Alcoholics Anonymous, and they're finding the pain points in their community and solving that. And so, you know there, there are no rules. Like I just listened to a podcast and for four minutes, they just were yucking it up with each other and they never introduced what the show was about. And they never said what the episode was about. And I said, that doesn't work in today's society. I don't think so. Uh, you know, that's, that's a little long the tooth. And there was a, um, an article that came out that said humans, have the attention span of a goldfish. And I, d- I did a deep dive into that. And it turns out that's not actually true, but it was repeated so many times that people quote it all the time. And it's like, no, it's not true. But I think what has really been honed in on is people now have the ability to spot something that's going to waste their time much better than they used to. And so as I was listening to this show and it was three minutes in, I had no idea what I was listening to yet. I just went, nope, sorry. There's, there's something that when I hear somebody say, well, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's Thursday, stop because that person's <laughs> going to waste 45 minutes of your time. So there's, there's that, you know, you can't get away with using the built in laptop on, on your, you know, uh, your microphone on your laptop. That's not going to work. Doesn't mean you have to spend a thousand dollars on equipment, but you know, there are, You know, probably hundreds, probably about two to three hundred thousand active podcasts. There are like four million out there, but three hundred thousand that are actually producing it. And so you got you got a little bit of competition and the whole bit where, you know, it sounds like your microphone's in the next state. That's just not gonna cut it anymore. You know, I always tell people, pretend you're Oprah. You know, if you have four you know, if you have you and two co-hosts, it's like, you get a microphone, you get a microphone, you get a microphone. Um, but, but then there is, like you said, there's no rules. Well, if it's a hobby and I'm just doing it, you know, I say the, I had a guy come to me once and he said, I want to do a podcast about comic books. And I said, okay. And he goes, I know what you're thinking. There's already about 2 billion podcasts about comic books. And I go, well, the thought did cross my mind. And he goes, look, I just know my family is like, we don't want to talk about Batman anymore. He goes, I just, you go find somebody else to talk about Batman. We've, we've had it. And so I was kind of joke and say, you know, if your goal is to talk about Batman in the basement and you get a bunch of people who find your podcast, who want to talk about Batman in the basement and that's your whole goal. Congratulations. You have a very successful podcast because you're talking about Batman in the basement. It's not always about money and, and you know, this and that. Sometimes it's just, I want to find other people that think the way I do And all of a sudden, I don't feel alone because, oh, my gosh, I thought I was the only person that thought, you know, Batman could beat up Superman and this guy does, too, or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, so there there are I I don't know if I would call them rules or general uh, best practices, I guess, that we could uh, could say.
0: You've actually you were just saying you really struck a chord with me when you were talking about listening to podcasts, because I do the exact same thing. It's like, what is your name? What's the name of the show? What is this going to be about if I'm going to listen? And and that's, that's, I agree with your point a thousand percent that people's time is at a premium. So if they're going to listen to something,
1: they don't want to hear just two guys. Well, And the one guy said something about he he was sitting at home watching uh, TV in a Daryl Earnhardt shirt. And his co-host is like, (laughs) right. I'm like, okay, for me on the outside, I don't know why that's funny. That's the curse of knowledge because these guys know each other and they're laughing, but I'm like me and it really isn't hard. It's just like, Hey, welcome to the blah, blah, blah show where we blah, blah, blah. I'm your host, yada, yada, yada. And on today's show, we're going to talk about this. That's it. That takes like 15 seconds and that person can then decide, okay, do I want to listen to this or not? You know, it's a table of contents. Uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, he's a co-host on a show I do called the Podcast Review Show, and his name is Eric K. Johnson. He's got like 30 years in radio, and he says nobody gets on a bus without knowing where it's going. And especially now, in Apple Podcasts, they used to have a big subscribe button, and they have swapped it out. You still have a, a button now; it's follow, but the big button is listen. And so people are not going to click that listen button and listen to the first few seconds to figure out do I want to keep listening to this or not. And if it's you know nothing but. <laughs> kind of stuff and you're like I don't know that's where when people love to to pull clips like of an interview or things like that I go you got to be careful you got to set that clip up like on today's show we talked to so and so and here's a clip they didn't they just said welcome to the show and here's a clip and I'm like is that the host is that I don't know what's going on and right. it was just kind of weird so yeah that that first you know 30 seconds to a minute put a little thought into that <laughs> I was listening
0: to one, uh, this one person wanted to be on my show and I never got back to him. And I think it was about anime. This was was a while Mm -hmm. back. And he was talking about a character and he said, oh, wait, let me check. A minute and a half of silence gave, I guess, while he was looking it yeah. up on Google. it's like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I it's think so I like, fa-
0: like, okay, we're done here.
1: One of my favorites was I hit play on a podcast and it's like, welcome to the blah, blah, blah show. Uh, I'm, you know, Jim and I'm Steve. And then Jim and Steve go, so did you want to talk about the thing in the times? And again, like, like, I don't know if they're we going to do the Tribune thing. Well, we could do that. Oh, do you want to start with that? And I was like, now, this is a great conversation to have before you press record, you know what I mean? It was like, and the whole time I'm like, am I getting punked? This is not a real podcast, is it? So yeah, that's, that's another one I always hear a lot that again, for me, the best practice is edit, you know, cause I'll hear people like, Hey, hold on a second. Uh, the UPS guys here. And then you'll hear them, you know, in the background. Hey, thanks. You know? I'm like, okay, cut that out. And and they're like, oh, I'm just keeping it real. And I'm like, no, you're what you're doing is being real boring. You know, it's really boring. And I was like, so if I understand this right, there are book editors, newspaper editors, TV editors, movie editors. But no, everything out of your mouth is just pure gold. I was like, okay, if you say so. So, And that to me, it goes back to what we're talking about. You know, the, the one thing we all wish we had more of is time. And you just wasted two minutes while I listened to you, you know, let the dog out. I'm like, cut that out. I I listened to a show once. The guy started off, first of all, he started off with an apology. That's not a great way to start the show. Hey, I know I haven't been here for two months because you got to realize that while that makes sense now, in another month from now, nobody's going to know you were gone because it's just your back catalog. And he was, I I looked up, I was like, you got to be kidding. 10 seconds in his dog comes in and it's super, it must've been a great day or something. It's just lapping up some stuff. And he's like, Oh yeah, you'll hear my dog in the background. I'm like, yeah, you could hit stop. You're, you know, you're only eight seconds into the show, maybe put Fido in the other room or something like that. But it's, you know, so that's, that's where some people are like, ah, it's just a podcast. And I'm like, well, okay. There, you know, there are times when it is just a podcast. You know, if, if you can't hit your schedule, cause you know, you've got chemotherapy. Okay. That's just a podcast. But if you're really trying to put yourself out as an expert, you know, maybe put uh, Cujo in the next room so he doesn't, you know, interrupt so much right. or edit it out, you know, life's going to happen.
0: Sure. And then, and then talking about editing too, like uh, we were saying earlier before we started recording that I know some podcasters that no, I just record it and I just put it out there. But I think of it like, think of the TV shows and the movies that you enjoy watching. Do you really want to see the cameraman and the boom mic hanging in the <laughs> middle of a dramatic scene? It, it kind of takes away that magic, you know? Yeah. You're, you're giving somebody, you know, a little package there, you know, so that something that they want to remember. They don't want to hear you going, 10 minutes of going, uh, uh, like you said, oh, oh, what are we going to talk about today? No, yeah. <laughs> just get to the yeah. point.
1: Or there have been times when I've interviewed somebody and I'll be like, I'll ask them a question and it's a yes or no question, which in theory is not a great practice anyway. You kind of want to get them to tell a story. Right. And there was no story to tell. And when I went back later, I was like, yeah, I asked this question, their answer didn't deliver any value to my audience and I cut it out. It's like it's really not that hard. So <laughs> I do the
0: same thing too. Yeah. So I'm feeling a lot less guilty now, Dave. Thank you.
1: No, and and nine times out of at least for me, the people I've talked to, because we're all worried about, well, what if the guest comes back and listens to this and they notice that like I talked to them for an hour and the interview's only 20 minutes the people I talk to, I know I typically don't go back and listen because, well, I'm here now. I don't need I don't need to listen. I trust that you're not going to cut my words into sentences that I never said, you know. In today's episode, you'll hear how Dave beats his wife because you cut my words up and put them <laughs> back into place. So I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure you're not going to do that. You know, we tend to overthink a lot of stuff, I think, in podcasting, so.
0: I've only gotten flack from one guest who heard the show and they said, Oh, you, you turned our interview into a PG 13 interview. I said, yeah, <laughs> it was my show. So that's what yeah, I'm going to do.
1: There you go. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> so how did you decide upon the school of podcasting? Was it just all the
1: experience that you'd been through or yeah, you just I think had, it just is a good guide for everybody? Well, it was a case where I had been at my, I, I started off again as a copier technician. I'd been with that company for 10 years and I'd done all sorts of corporate training and, I won employee of the year <laughs> and then they let me go. I, I I got into a new position and halfway through rolling out this software, uh, one of the board of directors said, I don't want to use the software. And it created this weird kind of house of cards situation where everybody said, well, if he doesn't have to use the software, why do I have to use the software? And all of a sudden the slowly the, the, the whole company decided we're not using the software. And I'm like, and somebody said, well, what are we going to do with Dave? And it was like, Oh, it's like a bad game of musical chairs. So, they let me go, and I went to go get a job as a teacher. And they said, "Well, your degree's in electronic engineering." And I'm like, "I know, but look, I've, I've written my own manuals. I've done computer-based training. Look at all I've got! This really cool teaching resume." And they're like, "Yeah, we can't even talk to you without a, a bachelor's degree in education." And I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm going back to school then." So at that point, I was like, "I when I went to, to school the first time, when I went to college, I was a waiter." And I was like, okay, am I going to go and get another waiter job or something that has some sort of um, flexible schedule? And at the time, I'd just been divorced, and I was living in my brother's basement. That's where I tell everybody, I'm like, I started my brother's basement behind, right in front of a flush pipe and next to the the furnace and the water heater. I said, it doesn't have to be glamorous when you start. And my brother, because he's a saint, said, look, here's the deal. He goes, stay here you get to decide what you want to be when you grow up. He goes, let me help you. You can live. He goes, we don't see you. You live in the basement. And he's like, go back to school. He goes, if you can keep yourself in your car and insurance and, and food, he goes, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll handle everything else. And I was like, okay, so I'd have to worry about rent. So that was a nice boost. And that's again, cause my brother's a saint. So I went back to school and I was like, but I, I do need money here. So that's when I launched the school of podcasting to do that. And, and the funny thing about it is I always tell people the last reason you want to start a podcast is I need to make money and I need to make it quickly because I had no audience and so consequently, I was doing, <laughs> I had the School of Podcasting. I had some people like, I just want to talk into a microphone. Can you edit this for me? Yes, I can. I was doing guitar lessons. I was in a band. I had so many different streams of income going in at the time. Uh, but yeah, that's how I started it. And so basically, the School of Podcasting put me through college. And then when I graduated, the School of Podcasting is actually had actually started taking off. It was bringing in, uh, not, not retirement money, but like, okay, I don't have to worry about the car payment anymore, but I'd also picked up a fiance. And so when I graduated from college, I was like, I think I'm going to do this podcasting thing. And she goes, no, I think you're going to get a real job. And so, uh, the school of podcasting has always been a super duper, uh, side hustle. You know, it was my, my income for years there for a while, but, uh, I went back to the, um, the corporate world and I did, um, corporate training for another probably two or three years. And the fun thing about corporate training is they hire a bunch of sales guys that can't sell. And so instead of firing the sales guys, they downsize the training department. And I'd seen that happen a couple of times. And when that happened, I was like, okay, you know, plus the people that needed Microsoft word training, we're getting smaller and smaller. Cause you know, kids are born with a mouse in their hand these days. Right. And I was like, you know, I've been doing this podcasting thing for about 10 years and I go, I really would like to kind of do this full time. And I was like, huh, I wonder if there's any place I could get a job in podcasting. And I'd been a, a Libsyn customer at that point for 10 years. And I was like, I really like this company. I knew some of the people there. And I happened to know a guy that was the vice president. Cause I'd done a podcast with him a couple of years before this. And I just called him up and I said, uh, hey, I, this could be a really awkward conversation. And he's like, oh, okay, what's up? And I go, I got good news and bad news. He's like, oh, I'll play. What's the bad news? And uh, I go, I just lost my job. And he goes, and the good news is, and I go, uh, I'm available to work for you, buddy. I said, I, I told you it could get awkward. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm, uh, I goes, I would, I would say, I'm sorry to hear this, but I'm not. And he's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? And I go, I'm walking to my car right now after just losing my job. I go, Probably laundry. And uh, he said, let me see if I can get the president to call you back. So because of my podcast, I had created a a reputation in podcasting. So people kind of knew that I knew my stuff. And so 20 minutes later, I was talking with the president of Lipson and been a happy employee there for five years now, which is great because it gives me a, a very wide view of podcasting, which, which then helps me make the school of podcasting better. And plus, uh, where I used to have to take vacation time to go do these different podcast events, I now go there. Now, granted, eight to five, I'm, I'm kind of tied, he said in, in quotation marks to a booth, but it makes it really easy for people to find me. So, uh, it's, I've had people say, well, where do you think you're going to be in five years? And I'm like, hopefully right here. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's how I ended up, uh, at Libsyn, and that's where, you know, I, I got the bachelor's degree, but in the end it was like, Yeah, yeah, same old corporate world. So I hopped on the podcasting train. I'm very happy with it.
0: Now you were saying that, uh, we were talking about like there tend to be waves of types of podcasts and you said that the Spanish language will probably be like the next big wave.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the, like after the tech wave, there was a, a not so much Spanish, but just languages in general, uh, especially with English as a second language. So there was a lot of people trying to learn English. Um, I have a, a friend of mine um, that does the Inglés. I'm going to butcher it, but it's, it's something he's a, he's an English speaker. He lives in Spain, but he teaches people that speak Spanish, how to te- teach, teach, uh, speak English. And so now you have, you know, people in Brazil and other parts of the country of, of the world that are Spanish speaking people that are like, Hey, this podcasting thing's pretty cool because more and more people are making podcasts in Spanish. So they don't have to sit there and go, I'm trying to understand like me, I'm trying to learn Spanish right now. And besides like sit and don't eat the chair or something. I'm I'm not, I, I haven't quite got it down yet. So I can imagine them trying, if English is not your first language, trying to keep up with all these fast speaking stupid Americans that are just spewing English. Now they can hear something, you know, in their native language and they're like, Oh, cool. This is great. So, uh, and you know, Brazil has a ton of people and all these other countries. And so when you can, again, hear somebody and you identify, you're like, wow, that person's just like me and they're doing this. It's really like another birth of podcasting every time a new language comes on board. It's interesting that
0: when podcasting started growing, that it really didn't become strictly an extension of radio. It really kind of took its own path.
1: Well, this is the thing. There's a great documentary on Amazon called Corporate.fm. And if you want to see why radio sucks, for lack of a better phrase, just watch that documentary because, A, the U.S. Congress uh, got rid of the rule that limited how many stations you could own. So now you have these big, giant, conglomerate companies – and they bought up all these radio stations and then just said, okay, they quit trying to grow the audience and said, okay, we have an audience. How can we squeeze more money out of them? And it just, I mean, if you think about it in the fifties, you had, you know, rock music. And then in the sixties, you kind of had psychedelics. And then the seventies you had the Fleetwood max and all that in eighties, you had the hair metal and in nineties, you had grunge. And then in 2000 and 2010, Hmm. Why? Because there's no innovation. There's no really no good new music because there's, you, you have to test that and figure out if it works or not. We're just going to keep playing all the stuff that we've already proven <laughs> works and just keep cramming more advertising in it. So I remember when I went to my very first uh, podcast conference, it was very much, we wanted to stick it to the man because you know, bands couldn't get their music on radio and radio was very much the man and we're going to stick it to them. And we're going to, I mean the, the very early days you had number one, uh, there was a podcast still going on called yeast radio where the host Madge Weinstein like swore like a sailor on steroids. It was a and you're like, wow, she's never going to be on, you know, a radio. And the other fun thing was Madge is a, a character. It's actually a dude. But it was just, it was so creative. And so everybody's, at first we were all just wearing like sailors, and that gets kind of old after a while. But just stuff that, you know, and at the time there was a a service that's not around anymore called the Podsafe Music Network, where independent musicians could upload their music and say, hey, you have my permission to play this, just mention my website. So you had people that wanted to be DJs, and they were finding all these great artists and making their own kind of musical stuff. And and I'm really kind of bummed that that resource is still not around, but it was very much, we didn't want to be like radio, which is kind of funny now because everybody that starts off a podcast, their goal is like, well, I want to do this and then get ads. And I'm like, so you're kind of trying, not that there's anything wrong with ads, but more and more ads. Now these ad networks are trying to figure out how to squeeze more ads into it. and I'm like, have you not seen our history here? Like if we make podcasting turn into radio, the reason podcasting was so popular right out of the gate was like, first of all, we weren't all talking like this. Hey, all right. It's Binky and the whiz, you know, uh, traffic and weather on the 10s. Um, people just talk normal. Uh, I remember there was a guy named Dr. Dave did shrink wrap radio. And Dr. Dave has kind of this raspy voice. Welcome to Shore Incorporated. But when you hear Dr. Dave, you know you're listening to Dr. Dave. You know Todd Cochran from uh, Blueberry. You know, welcome, aloha, everyone. I'm Todd Cochran, and he'd be the first one to tell you I I have kind of a tenor voice. It's not that bass, not that deep bass thing. This is Todd Cochran, and so it sounded like normal people. And we're like, Oh, this is like, I can identify with these people. And so I do occasionally hear the person. It's like, Hey, welcome to washcloth nation. All right, everybody. I am stoked. Woo. And you're like, okay. You know, cause like if I go to dinner with that guy, is he going to be like, Hey, pass me the mashed potatoes. Let's go. All right. <laughs> you know? So I, to me, my, the biggest kind of compliment I've ever received is I had a, uh, a guy that's now a co-host. And I met him at an event and he said, Wow, he goes, You know what's really cool? And I go on, he goes, You're exactly the same way you are off mic as you are on mic. And I go, Well, that's kind of the the goal. I go, you know, if you listen, I always start off a show and I'm a little more up to, hey, welcome to the show. And I'm like, well, that's about 20 seconds and I'm I'm down to talking like this. So but yeah, that's really why it took off because it wasn't radio, which is kind of funny because the the more money that gets into it, the more it's starting to sound like radio used to. In fact, there was just a, um, I forget it might've been Jacob's media or iHeart or somebody. And they were kind of like, that was their question. Like, Hey, how many more ads can we stuff in here till you guys start to get upset? And it was like, how about, you know, one every 30 minutes, you know, for 30 seconds, but you know, it's, it's weird. And then you get the, the Joe Rogans of the world who will do seven minutes of of ads. And I was just remind people, you know, that's, that is true. He does that. And Oh, by the way, you're not Joe Rogan. You know, Joe Rogan started his career in 1989. You know, you're starting your career in 2021. So, you know, you can do the seven minutes of ads in about, you know, 15, 16 years, but right now you're not Joe Rogan. So.
0: (laughs) There's an army of Rogan wannabes. I think that's
1: an unfortunate drawback. Let Rogan do his thing and you do. And you you do your thing. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I've seen a lot of people that have tried to do that where they see somebody who is having great success and they will try to really, I I had one guy, John Lee Dumas is a friend of mine. When he first came on the scene, boy, everybody and their brother just stole his format and they're, you know, they're all stoked to see you. And that's John. That is legit. John is a guy that is stoked that you are here. He's just a high energy guy. Mm -hmm. But John had a format where he Primarily asked about the same six or seven questions. It was really interesting. And his, uh, his questions kind of walk people through what is called the, the hero's journey. So a, a story arc. And I always want to ask him, am like, was that on purpose or that just happened that way? But so many people tried to take his format and reproduce it. And I'm like, you're never going to out John Lee Dumas, John Lee Dumas, because it comes to him naturally. You might be you. And, you know, let that come through because people can smell kind of a phony. I have, uh, had a client a couple weeks ago and I, he, he originally said, I want to help you grow the show. And when I got him on Zoom and was talking to him, he goes, you know what? I got to tell you, just, just thinking about growing the show, he goes, I've really been like for about the past three months, I'm just bored with it. I'm done talking about this. And I go, that's probably why your numbers went down. I said, because that will come across the mic if you are if you have to kind of force your enthusiasm I go, it's just not going to work. I had a show like that. When I, my very first one, I, I mentioned I did for musicians and there just came a time when I was like, I think I've said all there is to say about this. And I just start. my schedule wasn't consistent anymore. I just didn't have it. And, uh, that's when you're like, all right, it's time to put this one to bed. For every
0: podcaster that I've had on here, I always like to ask them what podcasts do they like to listen to? And all week I've been like, wait, your answer is going to be.
1: (laughs) There are two that I really, really like. Uh, One is called No Agenda. And it's interesting because its success is also its biggest kind of crutch. And that is, it is a show that they say they deconstruct the media. And so my favorite was, uh, this was a while ago where NBC all of a sudden started running stories about how um, trains are good and planes were bad. This was, uh probably about a year ago. And it, all of a sudden, when you notice that, all of a sudden you keep going, oh, there's another trains are good, planes are bad, here's another one. And then it dawns on you, wait, who is NBC owned by? Oh, that's right, General Electric. And uh, what do they make? Oh, that's right, trains. <laughs> you know, so, and it's also, it's got millions of people listening to it. And so you have a global audience. And what's interesting, especially with all this pandemic stuff, is they have people in hospitals that are like going, hey, just for the record, when they say the hospital is full, the section of the hospital that they've set aside for COVID patients is full, not the whole hospital is full. Like, so, you know, so it's kind of interesting like that. So it's not not like conspiracy theory kind of stuff, but it is kind of interesting to, to watch. Uh, and then the other one that I have to be in the right mood to watch is uh, called Congressional Dish. And this is by a woman named Jen Briney, who was in, I believe, Germany. And if you ever get a chance to go outside of the U S you will find out how different your news is when you get outside the U S because as much as, you know, people are like fair and balanced or, you know, we are, we were, no, no, everybody's got an agenda. And so Jen was like, look, I just want to know what my, the people that I elected, I want to know what they're working on and what they're doing. So she started reading every bill that went through Congress And when you hear what your Congress is actually doing, like, I'm going to say about a year ago, you know, we had that whole thing where everything crashed and, you know, all those, uh, the different uh, places went out of business and things like that. Well, Congress put a bunch of things in place so that that wouldn't happen again. And I'm going to say about eight months ago, uh, they got rid of all of those. And you're like, wait, wh- wh- what, what? And then you turn on the news and they're like, today on the red carpet, Kim Kardashian. And you're like, wait, why aren't we talking about this? So that's one that I listened to. I've actually uh, changed in many cases, or I will contact my congressman and things like that. Because there's stuff that's going on that you're like, wait, what? Uh, that she just did a story about how I, I I still kind of go, really? But there was a a chair for babies that killed like about 100 kids. And the way this is set up right now, if if a company is going to do a recall, like if Congress goes, hey, that's unsafe, because we have a, a department that like, you know, checks for safety. And we go, hey, uh, that's not safe. We're going to to issue a recall. Somehow, the way the law is written, the company has to okay it. I'm like, wait, what? And they'll be like, no, 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 hold on. Or the word, it's just, so those two shows are a great way to really, I've almost quit watching the news because number one, it's almost that time. Well, anytime you see like, Hey, pumpkin spice is now available at, you know, Starbucks, <laughs> that's a Starbucks commercial. Okay. That's not the news. That's a commercial. And there's a lot of that going on. So I, uh, I occasionally will turn on the news, but I don't need the weather because it's on my watch, you know, and I don't really need to, uh, I remember, oh man, probably about six months ago, I turned on the morning news and the 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 lead male actor was marrying a couple. And I was like, man, it must be a slow news day when you are making the news on the news. So those those are two, congressionaldish.com and uh, com are two shows that I always find um, entertaining and um, and yet informative. And the, the thing about the No Agenda Show, in fact, both these shows operate on what's called value for value. There's no sponsors. And they just say, hey, if you found this show valuable, go to the website, click on donate or whatever. And the no agenda show actually has people donate a thousand dollars to their show. And if you donate a thousand dollars, you become a knight of the no agenda Roundtable, and they have this whole big music and ceremony. And so the more people that are donating, they have, they, like, I think if you donate over $50, they will mention your name. Well, people are starting to do that. So now in the middle of their show, they have this big segment where just them like, Hey, you know, Nancy Smith from Oregon. Well, thanks so much. And, you know, Bob, you know, Everhart from, you know, Poughkeepsie. And you're like, okay, can we get back to the news? So there's, there's a time in the middle where you're like, yeah, skip, 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 skip. But on the other hand, I want them to be paid because it is a valuable show. So it's kind of interesting the way they have that set up that it's like, well, the reason you're successful is because you're good. But now this whole thanking everybody is kind of ruining their show and I kind of want both. But, uh, those are the two I, I listen to. When I see those come in, I'm like, Ooh, new episode. So. Now, now
0: how many episodes did you say that you have on your playlist right now?
1: Yeah. On my playlist right now, I use overcast. I have 132 and I will listen to those. Uh, most of those are podcasts about podcasting. Uh, I have a couple of shows on marketing, um, I have some members of the school of podcasting that I listen to. Uh, I have some on health. Um, you know, but a, a lot of those are podcasts about podcasting and a lot of those I will, those are ones I will listen to. And if I, today we're going to talk about microphones that are under a hundred bucks and I'll be like, okay, stop. Not that it's a bad episode or they're a bad host. I'm like, I know my answer on that next, you know, so I'm, I'm looking for things to see if I'm, I'm going to miss anything, which is kind of silly because. Anything that's really cool coming along or, or something, some new tool or something like that, somebody in my audience is going to go, hey, have you heard about this yet? So I should probably be listening to more marketing shows than, than podcasts about podcasting. Just <laughs> That's really what my audience wants.
0: <laughs> okay. And as you know, we uh, have a portion of the show and it is called Shameless Self-Promotion. Shameless Self-Promotion. And this is where you can let everybody know where they can follow you or if there's anything else you'd like to, them to know about.
1: Yeah. My main website is schoolofpodcasting.com. That's where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. If you do want to monetize it, I do have a little red book right behind me called Profit From Your Podcast. That You can find a profitfromyourpodcast.com that's distributed through Simon and, & Simon and Schuster. So if you're a person that's been doing a podcast for a while, uh, and it's funny because you said you'd been doing this for three years, and that's the answer that nobody wants to hear. How long does it usually take you to make any money that's, you know, worth anything. And the answer is not six months. It's not a year. It's actually three years. The people I interviewed in the book, it was, it was weird. It kept coming up and they're like, so when did you start making any kind of money with your podcast? They're like, yeah, somewhere around two and a half to three years. I'm like, there it is again. There it is again. So and, um, there's a book by, oh, I forget her name. Um, Valerie Geller called beyond powerful radio and she even in in her book she says how long does it take you to build up a radio audience Uh, about three years so i always tell people if you're again if you're starting up a podcast to make money quickly maybe not uh you're gonna have to have multiple streams of income to uh (laughs) to make that work so yeah but everything is out at school i
0: like it and you also have your consulting site too uh,
1: davidjackson.org I got David, Jack- I have way too many domains, davidjackson.org. <laughs> I have podcastconsultant.com. That's the one I usually point people to for, uh, and that's just another experiment. One of the things I like to do is experiment with stuff. So the school of podcasting is somewhere between 20 and 40 minutes an episode that's weekly. And then twice a month I do your podcast consultant, which you can find at podcastconsultant.com. And that's, um, big lessons, um, uh, in a short period of time. So it's like, and it's funny, I, I just set this rule that every episode will be nine minutes or less. And the reason for that is it takes Jimmy Fallon nine minutes to go to commercial. So I was like, that seems to be a section. And most of them are like four minutes long, but it's just one little lesson. You know, here's, here's something to think about. So I'm just testing that. Cause I was like, well, what if people want short episodes? So, um, hence, you know, podcast consultant was born and that, that podcast came about.
0: We've been talking to Hall of Famer Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting. Definitely check out his show if you want to learn. If you want to do a podcast yourself, he's the guy you want to hear. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. This has been great.
1: Be a rebel. Follow the show at on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now it's time for Sherpa Suggestions.
0: So since it's our season seven finale, I figured I'd share with you an article that I found on vulture.com and it's called The Best Podcasts of 2021 So Far. I know it's 2022 already, but we record early, so got me a little slack here. So... So have a listen to some of these podcasts, and I'm wondering if maybe you will agree with them. Let me know. We have Anything for Selena, The Ezra Klein Show, Through the Cracks, Spectacle, An Unscripted History of Reality TV, Welcome to Your Fantasy, that's about Chippendales, by the way, The Line, The Improvement Association, The ACK cast, A-A-C-K. That's hosted by Jamie Loftus, and it's about the Kathy cartoon. Remember the Kathy cartoon? Hot White Heist, which is an Audible series that stars Bo and Yang from Saturday Night Live. Also, there is Unread. Dakota Ring. Maintenance Phase. 912. So as I mentioned, this is being recorded late in 2021. So there might be something that overtakes all of them. Maybe like a podcast called Too Many Podcasts. We can only hope. We can only hope. Let's keep our fingers crossed all together. Don't try and cross your fingers while you're holding your phone. You might drop it. So before we sign off for season seven, I just realized that I have to give somebody a shout out today. A while back I interviewed Dr. Andrea Wojnicki of Talk About Talk. It was last season and we had so much fun in that interview and we really got to know each other. And She's a super nice person and Andrea is actually the one who said to me, you know what? You should get Dave Jackson on your podcast. He's a great guest and you'll really learn a lot from him too. And she was right on all accounts. So thank you, Dr. Andrea. I'll keep listening to your show as well. And us, of course, not forget our guest, Mr. Dave Jackson. Dave, thank you so much for coming on down to the show. Really enjoyed this conversation with you, sir. So next week, you know it comes up next week. Well, maybe you don't. Okay, I'll tell you. We always do a little bit of a season wrap-up at the end of our 25 episodes, and number 26 is just me, no guests, and we kind of Give thanks to all of you, the listeners, let you know what's going on with the show. We thank all the folks who've appeared on the show and all sorts of stuff like that. So in the meantime, you know where to listen to the show, anywhere that you can get a podcast app or if there's a podcasting website or you could go to this show's website, surepollution.com. It's all there. Plenty of places for you to listen, but we'll even talk about that next week too. And don't forget to follow me on social media, sharpolution instagram facebook twitter and maybe tiktok okay mr bruce we've got a lot of cleaning up to do to get ready for season 8 so in the meantime everybody we will catch you next week for the little mini episode and have a great week and viva my sharpolution thanks for listening to too many podcasts please disperse you can go home now I said, you can go home now. Viva la shepelition. Viva la shepelition. Yo, come back now, you hear?